Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. Today, we are honoring Giordano Bruno and his writings on the infinite universe. He was a poet, playwright, and philosopher. He had enthusiasm for Copernicus. He frequented Oxford, Prague, Rome, and Paris. He was convinced that true philosophy was no different than poetry, music, or painting. Instead of an empirically driven thought process like with David Hume, where through our experiences and our senses tell us what is true about the world and that we do not know exactly what is true about it outside of these. He was an Aristotelian in concepts. He was optimistic about nature's aims at being a perfection and that eternity and heavenly geocentric spheres were perceived by intelligent movers carrying them in circular movements where light bodies rise away from the earth and heavy bodies naturally fall to the center of the earth based on their related weight. His linguistic style is rather poetic in that he expresses fancifully the possibilities of life. In light of being logical and syllogistic, he was also very poetic and creative. He believed in infinite perfectibility. He conceived of a universe where it's an imperfect mirror of God's essence in which God's infinity and unity are inadequately depicted. He did not share the same views as the Church of Rome. He spent seven years of imprisonment for renouncing Dominican order, then was burned at the stake during the Inquisition in Rome because of his refusal to recant. Sometimes you could be so right that people just want to kill you. While he noticed that everything is constantly changing and that there's a multitude of variation, he understood that the parts and the whole do invariably and eternally persevere as the same that he noticed that, in, as in science today, that there is a unity in things, and that from one cause or another there is a variability to be explained. He made the observation early on, long before Newton did, that nothing in the universe should fall or fly off and be truly annihilated, as mentioned in one of the thermodynamic laws. His cosmology and his sense of space was very advanced for the time he was in. He says, Ascending hither and thither, we are all one suggesting that any place within the universe relative to everywhere else, you are in the same place, essentially. That we are no more circumferential to the other globes than they are to us. Every globe or every sun or planet has its own purpose and has its own environments, and in relation to everything else, it is between all sizes. He understood that we are not the essential part of the universe. None of them are more above the stars than we are. We are not at the center, nor are we peripheral, for we are always where we are. He goes on to exclaim passionately, Behold us, therefore, free from envying them. Behold us, delivered from the vain anxiety and foolishness and care of desiring to enjoy that good afar off, which such great a degree that we possess so near at hand, each has their prescribed course. So in saying that nothing in the universe is so far valuable outside of where we already are, because we are already an essential part of the infinite universe, and we are infinite where we stand. To be ungrateful for our place in the universe would be forsaking the universe itself, and that there is nothing else so extravagant than where we are, and we have our prescribed course, we belong at home. His attitude is very optimistic about what potential we have here on earth. He goes on to exclaim that there are no ends, limits, margins, walls that keep back or subtract any parcel of abundance. This science, referring to his philosophy, does not, in a word, make a horizontal circle feigned by the eye on earth and imagined by the fancy in a spacious sky. 
that things out there are not merely horizontal, flat circles merely. This illustrates sort of a hint at nothing is as it see seems by the eye, calling into question the essential forms that we suppose. Supposing that all the dots hanging in the sky at night are suns, and that there are multiple millions of suns out in the sky, went way across the horizons of many people during this time, thinking of a geocentric view of reality, and thinking that we are the only life and the source of life there is in the universe. It was considered a radical view of the time, one that may get you in trouble by the authorities. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Well, in his mind, he knew what it is. It was the sun. But for everyone else, that was just too radical of a thought.